0: Welcome to The Disability a podcast where we have candid discussions about all things related to disability, short-term, long-term, financial claims, impact on other areas of life, causes in the workplace, and more, with your host, Attorney Angel Burgess. You can find this show at www.disabilityhelpline.com and on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Now, here's the host of The Disability, Angel Burgess.
1: Welcome to The Disability. Today, we are going to talk about consultative exams and Social Security disability cases. What are they? And how should you prepare for one? When you file an application for benefits for Social Security disability, Part of the review process includes Social Security requesting medical records, um, work records, any sort of vocational records, educational records, anything that is related to your disability. And once Social Security obtains those records, they are then responsible for reviewing them to determine whether or not you meet the rules for disability. Now that review includes an in-house look at all of your medical and other records by Social Security's own doctors. So Social Security has on their payroll uh, physicians. They also have uh, psychologists and it's their job to review the medical records and give an opinion as to what they think you're able to do, um, which ultimately leads to a decision from Social Security. Now, there are many times when an in-house review of your records is completed and Social Security feels like they need a little bit more information about you and how you're able to function. So what they will do is they will make arrangements for you to be evaluated by someone else. Now this someone else usually is not your doctor. Instead, it is more often a third party person that you've never seen before. um, And social security will send you out to be evaluated, usually just one time by this individual. So that evaluation that's done by somebody other than your doctors that you've never seen before in most cases, that's a consultative examination. Also known as a CE. And so the purpose of the CE is for Social Security to get an outside opinion about how you're doing, what your limitations are and how they impact your functioning. A CE is something that Social Security pays for, so you don't have to worry about incurring any sort of costs associated with the CE. Not only does Social Security pay for the CE, but they also make the appointment for you. So what they will do when they decide that you need a CE is they will first look to see um, who they have. They usually use a roster, so they've got A list of uh, examiners uh, that are available to perform this examination and these examiners have received some training on Social Security's rules and regulations. Some instructions as to how they are to conduct the examination um, and you know what type of report they're supposed to generate from the examination. So Social Security will look for. An examiner in your area, so they try to to set you up with someone that is relatively close to you, um, and they will make the appointment for you, and then they will send you a letter in the mail telling you where you need to be and when. Once that's done, it is your responsibility to attend the appointment and do your best, and I'll talk a little bit later about what it means to do your best. So with these CE appointments, there are generally two different types. One is a physical and the other is a psychological exam. It is up to Social Security to decide, number one, if you even need to go out for this exam. But number two, it's up for them to decide what type of exam is appropriate for you. So it's possible that you could be scheduled for a physical CE, a psychological or mental CE, they call it, or both. So let's start off by first talking about physical CEs. Physical CEs are exams. They are physical exams that are done uh, that are very similar to the type of, you know, kind of basic physical that maybe you had in school. These doctors for the physical CEs are doing things like first they want to interview you. So, oftentimes, this interview is going to consist of a lot of paperwork. And in that paperwork, they're going to be asking you questions about what your conditions are, um, you know, any medications that you take, a work history any sort of social history that you may have, just to give them a good idea of what's going on with you and why you feel like you're not able to work or that you qualify for disability. So they'll typically ask you to fill out the paperwork and then there will be an actual physical exam done. The physical exam usually consists of range of motion testing. And what I mean by that is they will, you know, kind of check you body part by body part to see how well you're able to do things. For example, they'll check your neck and they'll have you you know, do things like looking from side to side, trying to see if you have any issues or problems with looking up and down. If you're experiencing any pain while they're doing um, this examination and they'll proceed on down your body. Um, just to see how you're doing and how well you're able to maneuver your body parts. They will also have you do things like bend down. They may have you, you know, stand on one foot, stand on the other foot, watch how you walk so that they can get an idea of what, if any, physical problems you're having. And then they'll give their opinions as to, you know, what, limitations they think you have as a result of those physical problems. So to give you another example, um, in a physical CE for someone who has a lot of back problems, they may find that um, the individual is not really able to bend down, is not able to squat, maybe walks with a cane, has problems getting up on the exam table and getting off of the exam table. Maybe has some difficulties lifting their legs because of pain. So those are the types of things that uh, the doctor will look for in a physical exam. And of course, the information that you provide when you're filling out the paperwork is also helpful in giving the examiner an idea of things that he or she needs to look for. Now, Social Security also sends to this examiner before your appointment some information, um, an overview of sorts as to what issues you're having. Sometimes they will include things like, you know, if you've been hospitalized, they may include a discharge summary from the hospital. They may include select visit notes from your doctor. So they try to give the examiner at least a basic idea of what's going on with you before you have your appointment. So that's what tends to happen during a physical CE. It is very unusual for there to be any sort of blood work done urinalysis um, in these physical exams, but depending on your condition, they may order x-rays. So you may have to have x-rays done Um, on areas that Social Security has requested the x-rays be performed on. When you are preparing to go to a physical CE, the first thing that is important for you to do is show up. If you do not show up for your physical CE, your case may be denied because you have failed to cooperate. So it is important for you to show up. It's also important to know that if you have any conflicts with the appointment date that you have been assigned, that you can always call Social Security and let them know about the conflict, and they will try to reschedule you um, to a different date. It's also helpful to know that when you show up for your physical CE, that if you're having any particular problems, you can address those problems with the examiner. Now, the examiner is not there to treat you, but the examiner is there to make observations, to do an examination, and if you are having problems, uh, I think that it's perfectly reasonable to point out those specific areas that you're having problems with the examiner. So, For example, if you're having any problems with um, chronic swelling, your legs swell, your hands swell, other parts of your body swell, and you are experiencing swelling that day, it may be helpful to point it out to the examiner and say, I have problems with swelling. See my hands, you can compare one hand to the other, and you can see that my left hand, that's the hand that bothers me. And that's the hand that swells is much more swollen than the right. So pointing out issues that you're having to the examiner can be helpful um, to give them not only a better idea of what's in the paperwork, but to actually show them what's going on with you. Once your examination is finished, the examiner is responsible for preparing a report to submit to Social Security. And typically the the reports are submitted in less than 30 days. And once Social Security receives that report, then they will review it and then they will, you know, look to see whether the examiner's report has any impact on Social Security's in-house doctors and sort of what their opinions were. And if they haven't formulated an opinion yet, it will help them to do so based on the, re- the results of that CB. Now, a mental or psychological CE is very different from the physical. For the mental or psychological CE, the entire purpose is for the examiner to assess how you're doing from a mental health or a psychological standpoint. So in mental CEs, it can be very helpful if you have someone else um, that you trust, like a family member or a friend that knows and understands the symptoms that you're dealing with, the mental health conditions that you're dealing with. It can be helpful if you have that person to accompany you, go with you, to this appointment. What typically happens in a mental or psychological CE is, again, paperwork. You start off with paperwork, but this paperwork is going to be asking you, of course, uh, questions about your mental health, trying to figure out, again, what medications you're taking, what conditions you're dealing with, any social work, educational history, any legal history that can help the examiner to get a good idea of your background. Now, just as is done for the physical CE, Social Security will send some documentation ahead of your appointment uh, to the examiner that can give them some information about how you're doing or how you have been doing from a mental health standpoint. Now, with the psychological CE, the benefit to having someone else there with you is that that person can serve as a collateral witness of sorts. So usually the examiner will want to talk to this individual that comes with you separately. So not while you're in the room, but privately so that they can figure out. that person's take on how you're doing and how your conditions affect you. Medications, if you are able to bring your medications with you to these appointments, please do so. Social security number one and the instructions that they send, they ask you to bring your medications. Uh, Sometimes that's not practical because of the number of medications uh, that you may take. Or perhaps, you know, you may be taking controlled substances and you may not feel comfortable bringing the medications, but at least at a minimum, bring a list of your medications along with the dosage. And the prescribing doctor so that the examiner can get a good feel for what you're taking, why, and how much of it you're having to take for your symptoms. Now, the psychological CEs tend to be longer than the physical because they need to talk to you. They need to talk to you and ask you questions about your functioning. There are tests that um, are performed at every psychological CE to try to figure out how well you concentrate, whether you're being truthful. um, as well as just your general awareness. They are looking to see, you know, how is your mood? How do you interact with the examiner? To try to figure out how you would perform in the workplace. In many cases, um, not all, but in many cases with psychological CEs, Social Security may also request specific types of testing. Um, IQ testing can be requested. And so that will make the appointment longer than it typically would be if Social Security feels that IQ testing is appropriate. So as with any sort of testing um, that you are doing, do your best. If you have questions or you're not understanding something, um, let the examiner know so that they can make sure that you understand what you're supposed to be doing and so that the test results are valid. If you take medications, uh, particularly if you're taking any to help you with focus or concentration, take those medications as you normally would. And what I mean by that is if you're supposed to take that medication in the morning, you should still take it in the morning Before you go to your psychological CE, because it's important that the examiner is able to um, interact with you, test you on things while you're on your medication. A lot of people make the mistake of not taking the medication because they say, oh, I want the examiner to see how I am if I don't take the medication. But what Social Security is concerned with is how you perform while you're taking your medication, not when you're off your medication. If you show up and you haven't taken your medication for attention or concentration and focus, then the test results aren't going to be valid um, because you're you're not at your best. So you want to make sure that you uh, take your medications as you normally would before you go to your CE appointment. So aside from IQ testing, um, which can lengthen that appointment uh, significantly, you know, it it may take over an hour. Um, I think sometimes they say up to three hours for a psychological CE if they have to do IQ testing as well. So just make sure to give yourself time, um, plenty of time for these appointments to make sure that you're able to complete them. And again, just as with the uh, physical CE appointments, if you go for a psychological CE, once you have completed that appointment, the examiner is going to you know, usually within 30 days, prepare a report, explain to social security, all of the findings from that exam, which would include any testing that was done, um, just any observations that they had from interacting with you, any information that they were able to obtain from that friend or family member, that's the collateral witness. They will also include any information from that witness in your report, and they will submit it to social security. It is possible that depending on your conditions, you will have to go to not only a physical CE, but also to a psychological CE. And if that's the case, um, social security is not going to make a decision in your case until they get the results of both of those examinations. One of the um, unfortunate things about the COVID-19 pandemic is that these CE appointments have been significantly delayed um, because you know, everything shut down for a while, and so those CE appointments also had to come to a halt, and so we're finding that in many areas um, there may be prolonged wait times for these CE appointments because they're trying to catch up um, from having to be closed for you know such a long period of time. So oftentimes. It's the waiting for a CE appointment that may delay a decision in your case. As I stated previously, uh, CE appointments are typically ordered if Social Security does not feel that they have quite enough information to make an informed decision on your case. So one way that you may um, be able to to kind of help the process along is to make sure that when you file your application you are uh, providing information from all the doctors that you see so that social security can get a really thorough um, look at the medical records from each of your doctors and they may find that the medical records themselves are sufficient enough where they don't need to send you out for a CE. And so that, as you can imagine, will slow down the processing, or excuse me, will speed up the processing time in your case because they don't have to wait for a CE. Now, unfortunately, it's not up to you or your attorney or anybody besides social security as to whether you go out for a CE. If they find that they want you to have one, then, your case has got to proceed um, until they get that CE appointment done and a report submitted. So even though that may slow things down um, while you're waiting for your CE appointment, once they've made that decision, it's important that you comply uh, because you don't want to get a denial for your failure to cooperate. If you have any questions about a CE or your disability case or would like a review of your disability case, please contact our office for um, an in-depth analysis of your case and a discussion of whether we are able to provide assistance with your claim. This has been The Disability and we thank you for tuning in.
0: You've been listening to The Disability with Angel Burgess. Thank you for your positive reviews, comments and sharing the show with others. You can catch prior episodes at www.DisabilityHelpline.com and on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and more.